Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of our podcast here for Redemption Story Church. You've been able to hear several different testimonies and stories from our members over the past several weeks, and we still want to do that, of course. But this is a special episode focusing in on a decision that the elders have made for Redemption Story Church, and that is to move to one service, which is a a big departure for us. Um, If you've been with us for a long time, either as Redemption Story Church for the past year or so, or as part of the Village Church Fort Worth campus, we've always had at least two services. So moving to one service is pretty monumental for us. And we want to think through it, and we've wanted to pray and consider what the Lord has for our church in this. And so in this episode, we are going to be talking to lead pastor Neil Batman and children's minister Stephanie Halford. And we're going to really talk about why we're doing this, when we're doing this, all the nuts and bolts, and then the need for more Story Kids volunteers. Um, Because if this is going to impact one ministry more than another, it's certainly going to be Stephanie's ministry over in Story Kids. And so we want to think through that as well. So thanks for joining us, and let's get started. All right, everybody, it's good to be with you. I'm Jeff, along with Stephanie. It's Steph. Steph Steph, rhymes with Jeff. Jeff. And then Neil Batman. Neil, yeah, I get Neil and Batman because yeah. neither one of those rhyme with Jeff. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wish you were cool like us. Yeah, I'll, I'll get over it. Um, we're talking about moving to one service at Redemption Story Church. That's coming up in early March, and so a uh, question that I'm sure at least a few of our people have is why, and maybe even why now, as we consider uh, in the moving in this direction. So would would love to kind of talk more about why why do you think we're doing this now yeah actually i really thought your email jeff was really good and so i'm probably just going to read a little bit of that email but you said we feel that this is the most helpful god glorifying way on sunday mornings to respond to god's faithfulness to us uh, to continue to be formed by his word and to grow into our family identity is to gather once instead of twice and even just as like we were talking about this together as a staff and then as the elders and, and just thinking through this for our church, I really feel like you kind of hit it on the head there that, that our hope and desire is for us just to be able to come together more as Redemption Story Church to be formed by his word together and to grow more and more as the family of God. And so one of the things that that we've just heard and seen over and over again is that with our just kind of loosely, sparsely, I don't know, sparsely populated, 9 and 11, we'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, there's a sense that everyone just struggles to get to know one another. When we are a church that is, you know, I would say very much at a size where we should have more of an awareness of the rest of the body, it can just be hard when you're going to a service and you're thinking to yourself, I just don't know anyone who goes in the other service, or I don't know anyone who goes to this service. Yeah. And so being able to meet all together will really give us an opportunity to really kind of extend the arms of love and care to the rest of the body and really get to know one another when hard things come up or when different things happen and to really be the family of God that we really hope to be as Redemption Story Church. Yeah, and we hear that a lot from people, you know, on, as staff members, we're here for the entire morning, both services, so it doesn't go for us as much as it does for our people who are at one or the other service, and yeah, yeah a lot of times we'll hear, yeah, I didn't know so-and-so even went here, or yeah. I don't know who that is because I visited one service that I don't normally go to. Yeah, that's right. 
And I would definitely say for a church of our size, that really like, I'm not going to say it can't happen or it shouldn't happen, but I would say that we would do a whole lot better to kind of grow in that not being so much the case here. Yeah, a lot of times, too, we have to keep a a really close eye on the clock during the 9 a.m. service because story kids and mm-hmm. making sure that the kids can be picked up at 9 and then the new volunteers coming in for 11. So I know that's mm-hmm. that's kind of crunch time for you yes. most weeks, too. Yes, it is. And I would just also add to the why now. I think since we've been Redemption Story for about a year now, you know, we've tried to use the church planting language as much as possible. And I think we've seen that with the six-week Story Kids Reset. That was an action we took because we considered ourselves, and we still do consider ourselves a church plant. And so church plants don't usually start out with two services. And I would say, too, just you see God's people in Scripture encouraging one another, and we're rehearsing God's big story of redemption together. And so there's just more energy in the room when we can hear each other's voices. And so I'm just excited about that piece of it, about being able to worship with my brothers and sisters all in one room. And I just think the energy of the room, the Holy Spirit will build us up um, in that. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I I think, yeah, just that point about we're not a mega church anymore. We're not a campus of a mega church. We are a local church. We are a medium-sized mm-hmm. local church. Uh, I used to always say we're a small local church, but too many of my church planning <laughs> buddies were all like, you are not a small church. <laughs> You're a medium-sized church. I was like, you choose your own language. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to say what I want. But it's true. We're we're a medium-sized local church, and that's who we are. That's what our identity is. And, and, and it. I think the more that we... Like, you know, I think our common language would be the more that we can function in our identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really think that um, kind of the, the faithful God-given language is the more that we can steward what the Lord really has given us. Like, this is what the Lord has given us. And appropriate stewardship, I do believe, means us really kind of pouring into who he has created us to be as Redemption Story Church, which is a church that is local to Fort Worth, Texas, mm-hmm. and made up of people who live here so i think we can do better to to pour into that as one service yeah and it's you know it is a big decision to think through what this means for us um and as excited as i know we are and we've talked to so many of you and have received really encouraging feedback i think most of our people are really anticipating this in a really good way and are excited to think about it so when, when is this happening and kind of how did we arrive at uh, the time that the service is going to be, which is 1030? Yeah. So our plan right now is for this to start on March, chap- on March chapter 6. Right. Uh, you can tell it's been a long day of preaching. <laughs> this is a Sunday, by the way, right. that when we're recording this podcast. Right. So Please open your Bible up to the third month of the year, <laughs> yes, March 6th. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the plan right now is for March 6th for this to take place. And we're really, um, there's a couple things I think about that. The first is, as you guys know, we talked about this at the end of last year, this kind of being a possibility really in our November member meeting and received a lot of good feedback. And we probably, we might have been tempted to make the move sooner than now, um, other than there was this thing called Omicron that came around and was a little wicked there for a while. And so we were um, just kind of trying to wait that out. But then even as we were waiting for most of kind of the big bump or the big boost in Omicron to happen and start to fade off, 
that it kind of felt like there was even still this kind of anticipation and desire for us to move to one service, which I think is, is exciting that it really does feel like people are excited about this and hopeful for it. And so March 6th feels like it's a good time. And I think with that comes kind of the question of how long do we plan to do this? Uh, and to that, I would just honestly and intentionally say, we don't know. Yeah. And part of that is that we can't know the future. Mm -hmm. We really just know what we think is right and faithful and good for right now. And we want to do that and then just see what the Lord does. And so I would, I would say that we will probably be in the situation of trying to do as many things as we can to not have to go back to two services for hopefully a couple of years. Like we, we will probably just trying to figure out ways of adding more chairs to the service um, or just whatever it takes to kind of keep us in the short run from having to jump back to two services, which is for two reasons. Number one, like we believe that this is good and right for the time that we're, we're in and is Steph going to set of really kind of building momentum. The other thing is really just not trying to have the, the whiplash effect of we're right. now going to one service with Story Kids volunteers yeah. and all the rest of the people who are involved serving here. And then we're going to jump back and, you know, have to kind of rechange the things that we're already having to change. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, to the other question of 1030, there's a couple of things with that. Number one, um, we thought kind of splitting the difference between the 9 and the 11 would be the most palatable uh, to most people. It tastes good. Yeah, it does taste good. <laughs> <laughs> that and just like we, we talked about 10 or 1030 mm-hmm. and then... Um, just because having one service on a Sunday morning gives us a chance to maybe do some more stuff earlier on in the morning. We thought if we ever plan to do, um, classes or Bible studies, uh, or some type of even like Sunday school hour prior to the 11 or to the 1030 service, that that would give us enough time to be able to do that. So those are all things that could happen, but that's really kind of the logic behind why we made that decision. Yeah. I think you've used good language in talking about this as a staff. And when we were talking with some of the deacons and elders uh, last week, actually, that as a church plant, as we want to think about that language of we're a local church, we are, we have the ability now to be a little bit more agile, to be nimble, to make decisions like this um, without having to go through all the layers of checks and balances, which that's not a bad thing. That's just been our history. But now that we are our own entity, if you will, we can make these decisions, but we don't want to just make those decisions because we can. And so we don't Mm want to, hey, we could go back to two and then one, two, then one. Like we we desire and and believe that we'll be a one service church for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the balance, right? Like we are agile. And notice you say agile, I say agile because that's that Southeast Texas in me (laughs) that likes to really make a big deal out of that second syllable. But really, I mean, that's the balance between we do have this ability to be a lot more flexible and to change things. Um, but then we're also not like just a regular church plant. We do have a history. We do mm-hmm. kind of have some some set concrete, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to our culture and the way that we uh, we function to where it is a little bit hard. But but just to kind of like not give, you know spin too far to either side, but to say no, we can make these changes and it can be good. But let's not kind of jerk things back and forth. I just because. 
you know, a lot of my friends are church planners. You hear that like they're meeting somewhere different every week. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty much like a game time decision on, Mm -hmm. you know, Saturday afternoons of if they're even going to be able to have services because they're meeting out, meeting outdoors or if their venue is going to be able to be open because, you know, the PTA needed to have a meeting that day or something. Right. And so like church plants have to have some of that flexibility, but they are that type of flexible um, because of the nature of the relationships and because of the buy-in. And we can be that way mm-hmm. too, while at the same time also saying, let's not, you know, jerk the ship too hard in one yeah. direction. That's right. Willy-nilly. Not willy-nilly. Here, and if you're a numbers person, just to give you an idea, the the worship center itself can hold well over like three, 350, something like that. We have been running between the 9 and the 11, anywhere between 150 to 200 over the past several weeks. I don't know if we've gotten much beyond 200 people in the worship center if you combine the 9 and 11 since the pandemic. And so that just gives you an idea, like what we're, we're talking about when we, when we say we're small enough now, when we're the, we're the size that we are to accommodate one service. Yeah, that kind of gives sure. you an idea of where we are. Now, speaking of numbers... We, we also are looking at the number of volunteers that we have in particular for Story Kids. Mm-hmm. And I know moving in this direction, Stephanie, for you and your ministry is really causing the most puzzle pieces to have to be moved around and put into different places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is true. I will say nothing is changing as far as, you know, when we were at the Village Church Fort Worth and then moving into um, Redemption Story Church. We've always valued the discipleship of our kids as one of our top priorities. And so we knew making this decision, and I knew the elders knew making this decision. I'll just say as a member, I felt really cared for. As a staff member, I felt cared for by the elders because you guys have been thinking about this for months, whereas you could have decided to do one service probably months ago. Um, But I know you guys have been very intentional about that thought process process. And so I just appreciate that. So Story Kids, um, because we don't want to change anything that we do in regards to what we teach our kids and how we teach our kids and the philosophy of Story Kids. And we just believe the Bible makes it clear that the church is to help parents in teaching um, the next generation about Christ. And so we want to hold that where it is placed now, which is a high value on it. So the main thing that will change is how we recruit and keep volunteers. And so during the reset, we moved everybody who was serving weekly. If you can imagine that, people used to serve weekly during the two services. (laughs) And then we changed to bi-weekly during the reset. And now everybody will move to a monthly rotation in Story Kids because, once again, we also place a high value on Sunday service. As you guys say, that's the flagship um, of discipleship. And so we want people to be in church as much as possible. And so people serving once a month still gives them three to four weeks, depending on the month, to be in service. And so there's some shifting pieces around that. We'll have you know, our kids at both services in one service. And then we'll be using more classrooms just because all of the kids will be there. And then just because of our classroom ratios and safety and security, we will need about 20 more volunteers um, so that everybody can serve once a month and then come to church um, on the other weeks. And so that's the biggest need in regards to Story Kids with the change of one service. Other than that, everything else is going to be the same in regards to ministry. Yeah. And 
And, and like Stephanie said, the, the reason that we want to encourage once a month service is so that no one, no one person misses more than hopefully three weeks or misses only one week right. during the month. And yeah. so That's right. uh, of, of Sunday service uh, to being in the, the gathering. And so once a month gets us there. Um, and then you mentioned the space too, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are wondering, can we get all of our kids yeah. Because we do want to continue excellence in discipleship of our children. Yes. Can all our kids be in the next gen building mm-hmm. at one one time? And the answer yes. is yes, absolutely. Yes. We use about half of our rooms right now, preschool rooms, and so we can double that. And then elementary has space um, because we can just take more kids because they're older. Yeah. Um, and I will say, just in regards to energy, even in big church, I think that will help a lot. I'm excited about for the elementary kiddos um, because it's been very unbalanced since we reopened the nine. And so I think that ministry will thrive um, in a better way with one service. So what's the, what's the the biggest need as you want to communicate on this podcast, but I know we're going to talk a whole lot more throughout the next several weeks about just needs that you have in story kids for more folks to volunteer. Yeah. I mean, first I would just say, pray for the Lord to send people who want to disciple our kids. We've seen that during the reset, the Lord provided a massive amount of volunteers in a short amount of time, and that's worked really well since then. And so, you know, we're never going to require serving with children to be required for membership, just because that's not our philosophy and um, safety and security wise, we're not going to do that. Um, But moving to a monthly rotation and having one service should free a lot of people up to be able to serve once a month. So I would just encourage anybody listening. And if you're a member that if you are interested in learning what it looks like to disciple your kids, even if you have no clue, if you have some interest, if the spirit puts that prompting in you just to come talk to me and let's have a chat about it because I would love for anybody to be able to see what we do next door. Well, and and what you do next door is so valuable and encouraging and, and love seeing our families and our kids cared for the way they are under, under your leadership. And, And so, yeah, it is a, beautiful place to see how the gospel comes to bear yeah. on our little hearts, mm-hmm. the, the little hearts, our people here in our church who yeah. are just, yeah, they're, they're explicitly hearing the gospel every yeah. week. Yeah. Know, yeah. That's encouraging. That's right. And I just, I mean, I think the, the two convictions and values that we have around this that you've, I feel like just expressed so well, I just want to emphasize again of just that we want to continue to value story kids and the discipleship of our kids uh, as highly as we have and as highly as we do going into the future. But then we also want to continue to value engagement and involvement on Sunday mornings in the gathering Mm -hmm. that we don't think that it's acceptable for someone to come and serve every week and not be a part of the gathering. Mm -hmm. And I think that means that, you know, we're going to have to put more effort into what we value, like Mm -hmm. what we value has to be the things that we, you know, continue to put emphasis and intentionality around seeing those things actualized. And so, yeah, I just really appreciate your heart for that and how you've, you know, even talked about that in all of our conversations, Steph, because I do think that, um, that that's, you know, I I believe that that will bear fruit in Mm -hmm. our church. Absolutely. Well, kind of the final topic as it relates to one service is uh, just thinking about uh, COVID precautions. Obviously, we've had a worship center that hasn't been full in two years. 
Um, and even in moving to one service, we're not anticipating, at least as we begin one service, for it to be completely full. And so I know there are still uh, several of our people, rightfully so, who uh, want to be cautious and even thinking about what does social distancing look like if we move to one service. And so we've, we've spent some time talking and thinking about that as well. Yeah. Yeah, this is always one of those uh, one of those things where some of the people are like, why are you even still talking about this? And other people are saying, why did you wait until the end to talk about this? And and it's, it's always going to be something where we have to make decisions and we have to kind of move forward with the information that we have. And we have to look at what we have and prayerfully consider the best way to move forward. And right now we believe that this is best. You know, in kind of response to the people who I think might be like, well, have you all forgotten that there's a pandemic going on or have you all, you know, not recognized that there's still a risk and all that? And and um, we do like we recognize that uh, at least currently at this very moment, Omicron is, is still a thing and it's uh, still a part of that. But even as we say that, you know, more and more of Europe is going to endemic status with this virus and more and more people are moving back to kind of withdrawing all restrictions. And so the thing that we are hopeful and confident about with just kind of where we're at right now is that with the number of people that will be in this in services at one time, we can still social distance um, for the time being. Now, obviously, if we continue to grow or if more people end up returning all on the same Sunday, uh, there could be issues. I think, you know, we may have to kind of work around Easter with some different things. Um, our Easter services, since that's typically a higher attendance uh, Sunday. Um, but we do care about it and we do want yep. to, number one, hear the concerns of anyone who that is still a concern for them. Uh, and number two, just continue to um, to function in a way that's safe and, and beneficial to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just, we're trying to walk that line and we appreciate your prayers and yep. encouragement and help uh, thinking through things. But at the same time, we do, we do just believe that this is the, the, the right step moving forward. Yeah. So. Well, we uh, so appreciate you listening to this particular podcast. And um, we just invite you as we want to invite you at any time with any topic, uh, anything that the Lord lays on your mind or heart. If you have any questions or just want to have more conversation about this, uh, we'd love to do that. Um, so the invitation is always, you know, email us, catch us after service. Um, we'd love to sit down and talk more about any of these things with you. And mm-hmm. yeah, and the, the biggest thing we can do is to continue to pray, pray that the Lord um, would just move in the hearts of our people as we move to one service to, to develop that unity that we have in Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited about it. And thank you guys for yeah, thank you. being here on a podcast. It's our first podcast together. Yeah. There will be many more. Yeah. Well, thanks for joy. hosting. I hope oh, so. Of course. It, it <laughs> has yeah. been a joy. Yeah. All right. You guys have a good day.